You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers this and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today and a good weekend. I hope you get a chance to do all the things you should do, must do, can do, and will do, hoping too that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and you know it has to be done, it must get done, you will get it done. That's the kind of brother and sister that you is. <laughs> That's right. 
You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Well, there's a shortcut that you can use. Just whatever search engine that you uh, deal with, put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And then once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern Times on Tuesdays, upcoming upcoming Black Reality Think Tank with host Alonzo Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers. On Friday, today, this evening at 8 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturday, tomorrow at 7, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. Then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215 215- 490-9832-215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from We Buy, we buy Black.com. It is the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. We Buy Black.com, brothers and sisters. And of course, when you go to the website and see all the beautiful products that are produced by us, and of course, they're still... <laughs> trying to get a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. The city of Atlanta is small, 600,000 people. But the metropolitan area is huge, 6 million people. And a third of that is about us, 2 million people. And we don't have a supermarket in this area. In fact, we in the city of Atlanta, they don't even have us a service station with a convenience store. Don't have it. A lot of things we don't have. It's just pathetic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahimba has been taking our people to the motherland on a trip of a lifetime. His upcoming trip is March, next month, March 29th to April 9th. Going to Senegal and Gambia. And then May 24th through June 5th to Ghana, July 20th through July 30th, Rwanda, November 16th through November 27th, Tanzania, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia, March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. These are just some of the trips, and of course, there'll be others, of course, because the brother just, he's on the case. He wants to help our brothers and sisters understand where we truly need to be and where we truly must support, what we truly must support. Go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Everything you need, all the paperwork, um, shots, and uh, <clears throat> visas and everything like that is on the website. I know when I went to Ghana the last time, back in the 19, 2019, just went to the website, got the paperwork, you know, I'm ready to go. And of course, you can take one of those trips I just mentioned. 
put a down payment on it, pay on each month or every other week, whatever the case may be, and then you're ready for the trip of a lifetime. Africa for the Africans. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habashaw. Habashawincorporated.org. They do great work here in the Atlanta area with the programs that they have. The Habashot Works Program. All these are sustainable uh, uh, <clears throat> programs. Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, Urban Greens Jobs, and of course, the major project on the continent of Africa in Ghana, the Kashi Project. It is in full swing. Go online and check out for yourself the beautiful pictures they have of Habasha helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habashawincorporated.org. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. The Ledge Group, Brother Peter Brown, brothers and sisters, they have 12 programs in six different countries with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. They deal in the four areas of human existence that are vital to human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibi Atumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I A-B-B-I-T-U-M-I They are having a conference that will take place uh, <clears throat> in July and uh, in Ghana. They're asking for papers and participation and all kind of good stuff. But go to the website A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com and get the information for yourself. Sometimes it'll have you to wait and then you can move it again once it starts to. But hey, that's they're coming right out of the Ghana family, right out of right out of, right out of Ghana with a number of great programs. And so they're having this conference, um, and uh, but you can get all that information. You know, the conference itself is going to be in July, or the conference dates on the seventh, eighth, and ninth of July of this year of July. All right, all right, family. Smy Pharmacy, S M A I F A R M A C Y. SmyPharmacy.com. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril a call at 770-765-7751. 770-765-7751. If there's some things that you want to take care of, there's some things that you need, um, you know, health-wise, brothers and sisters, give him a call. He has a plan for you. Believe me, he has a plan for your health. Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I. S-M. <laughs> S-M-A-I. F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. At gmail.com. The water rescue for Jackson, Mississippi is ongoing. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, you know, once again, there is no issue about water. Well, the main issue, of course, is access. But there's no issue about we're not going to have enough water. No, water's all around us. The moisture in the air. And what Brother Moses West has been able to do, develop a machine that can take that water, that moisture out of the air, condense it, go through a filterization process, open the tap, out comes clean 
drinking water, usable water. Water for, if there's bad soil, we can do aquaponics. I mean, there's so much. Water is the elixir of life, as we all know. So check out the MosesWestFoundation.org, the MosesWestFoundation.org. And if there's something that you want to give to them, all these programs I keep announcing, the, the, the idea is that you can give to them. And um, some of our, definitely our <clears throat> tax deductible, but more importantly, you're, you're supporting what we're doing as a people. Moses West Foundation. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located here in Atlanta in the West End on Ralph David Abernathy. Right across the street from So Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar with delicious health drinks, smoothies, and so forth. They have vegan food tomorrow and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. I'm not sure what it is, a plate up. Last time I was there, it was like 10 or $15. So, but delicious. So Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Uh, Medu Bookstore, in the Greenbrier Mall and uh, look, looking forward to the presentation this month on the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall with Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, t-shirts, figurines, all kind of good stuff. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia and Coffee Bar in Lithonia, uh, right off of I-20. Go I-20 East from the city of Atlanta. I-20 East. And then you exit 74. Make the left and about a mile down. On the left is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good brother, Kazim Diajamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dot. Jump back on I-20 and still go east. One more exit. Exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights. Make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Okay, cafe, not cafe. Us lifting us. They had a Thursday night broadcast last night at Us Lifting Us every Thursday night from nine to ten on Blog Talk Radio. That's BlogTalkRadio.com. U L U. But if you want to call to listen, you can do so at nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's Us Lifting Us. The Economic Development Cooperative for Our People, the Spirit of Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, or as we like to say, Family-Centered Economics. Also, too, on Fridays, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness is a broadcast also on Blog Talk Radio with my good brother, Brother Youssef Muhammad. And that's from 4 to 6 today, from 4 to 6 on Fridays. Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. You can dial 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. 
Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Hammond set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabrielle Aurelia is working with our young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti with education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Understand something, dear brothers and sisters. If we don't support them, who will? Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E-A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Oh, man, I didn't announce Homeland Village, cultural gift shopping, so much more in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Brother Bija, he's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Macon, Georgia. He's got it all. Give brother I don't Bija know if you can hear me, Brother Oshie, but I'm here. Brother, oh. I'm Sada. All right. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Peace. Okay. Okay. Uh, brother uh, Bija had a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1163. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Yeah. <sighs> Baba Baruti and Mama Inia, they're, they're at the uh, science fair preparing at the 15th annual science fair preparing the young people yeah I tell you that's a beautiful thing family that I've, I've gone since I've been here in Atlanta almost every year to see the, the good work that these children do and is explaining to um, what goes on and what should go on it's just fantastic I tell you I love it that is today this afternoon from 1pm to 5pm at the Greenbrier Mall at the Greenbrier Mall and is sponsored by the Metro Atlanta African Centered Education Institutes. The topics will include population control, environmental racism, genetic engineering, harmful food chemicals, and so much more. Brothers and sisters, you don't want to miss, once again, the, edu- the bioethics is that they're dealing with, the science fair, the youth science and find an exchange bioethics impacting human life as today today from one to four at the Greenbrier Mall Mama Nia's program is tomorrow Mama excuse me Mama Inia Mama Inia's program is tomorrow Uh, that's um, the quarterly and the topic is finding purpose and happiness it's from 4 to 6 tomorrow. Donation is $10 for adults and $5 for uh, for teens. And of course, uh you can go on, you go online cuz it is streamed and put in the pertinent information. And that's finding your purpose and happiness, your name and your email address so they can send you the link. Okay? And then same time tomorrow Tomorrow morning, well, tomorrow noon, noon to 2 p.m. will be Warriorhood 101. Warriorhood 101 from noon to 2 p.m. Same thing, you know. $10 for 
adults and $4 for warriors in training. $10 for adults and $5 for warriors in training. You can use PayPal or Cash App. I've always given those out. And of course, the pertinent information is Warriorhood 101. Your name and your email address so they can send you the link. Brothers and sisters, we all know what great things the Broodies do for our community. We must support them. All right. One thing we always support what the Broodies do, and of course, that's the reading of the Inya Sasem. The Inya Sasem. And of course, on Fridays, we always read uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, February 2nd, whoever the Caucasian race does not consort with, it will crush out Bishop Henry McNeil Turner, who says God is black. God has got to be black because if God is a white man, there is no hope. That's deal. That's real. The vicious and unfathomable inhumanity that others have inflicted upon us has continued for more than two millennium. We call this genocidal attempt to savagely rip Africans from our native culture and selves and entirely remove us as a people from this planet by frightened, power-hungry others, the Ma'afa. This term refers to the entirety of the effort Europeans and others have put into trying to destroy the African continent, African culture, and African people. Ma'afa includes the unprovoked wars of invasion to conquer the African continent. The missionary efforts from the north and the east to remove us from our spirit, the consciously ignorant undermining of African cultural activities and sensibilities, the brutal and inhumane capture of Africans for captivity and enslavement and the removal of Africans to other lands the colonization of African political systems, the balkanization of formerly peaceful ethnic groups and mass theft of African resources, the confiscation of African lands and the relegation of Africans to, in, to, in, to infertile soil, the global dehumanization of Africans and the brutalization, rape, torture, and murder of hundreds of millions of Africans, including the prevention of birth of all the descendants those murdered individuals would have produced. It is a genocide in progress. Affirm, I remember. Affirm, I remember. February 3rd. I am convinced that the African man will only reach his full potential when he learns to draw upon the strength and insights of the African woman. Manny's Burrow. We express a deep sense of love and humility when we give sincere compliments to each other. African men and women have to relearn how to compliment each other without reading more into it than any altruistic self-love. A compliment to you is at the same time a compliment to me. Your beauty and style are also my beauty and style because you are a reflection of me. We are one. We have to learn to be able to give and accept praise and deserve flattery without readily assuming that the giver is trying to get into our pockets or into our bed. Loving people 
complement each other. They they thrive by making each other feel good about themselves. Affirm, I am a loving African. I love Africa and I love Africans. February 4th, we keep trying to pursue the Caucasian people, the European, to recognize and acknowledge our worth as a people. We keep trying to impress the wrong person when we need to impress is ourselves. Doctors Nathan and Julia Hare. Warriors best compete against themselves. The challenges and the stakes are always higher than they would be if anyone else were the competition. We find this leaves us in the best position, being better prepared to reason with fellow thinkers while dismissing stupidity, willful ignorance, and insanity for what it is. The downside is that we sometimes push ourselves beyond human limits in the process. Affirm, I am reasonably when competing with myself. Affirm, I am reasonable when competing with myself. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Yes, sir. Yeah. And our guests, every first Friday, family, every first Friday, our guests will be the Pan-African Federalist Movement. There is nothing more important, family, if you listen to this program, because this program deals with independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. We believe there is no alternative. The model of this program is Pan-Africanism or perish unify or die our guest of course is good good morning good morning good morning how, yes. how are you all right brother Mwali Moo, how are you doing huh i'm doing great good good to hear doing from great. you brother Mwali Mstada with the pan-african federalist movement he's here in north america and, and a lot of good people who are working with him here and of course our sister mama nabantu you know uh, Mama Nabantu, how you doing, dear? I'm wonderful. Thank I'm you. So anxious, anxious to have uh, this first Friday every month. We really thank you for this opportunity. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Believe me, uh, we we the, the 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 thing is, we need to hear more and more and more. Like I said, I do it from this platform every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is what I talk about. I mean, I may put. We may talk about some things, but ultimately it is about African independence, African sovereignty. That's the bottom line, you know, and anything that we can do to move that along, we will definitely do. We'll be that voice, that, 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 that voice to help our, to help yeah, our well, people understand that's where we must go. How is what's happening with the Pan-African Federalist Movement, Brother Mstada? Okay, first, let me just uh, thank you again, uh, echo uh, Secretary General Mama Nabantu for uh, providing this platform every Friday for the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And I want to thank you for all you've done, Asante Sana, for the uplifts of, of, of African people through your radio show and and through other platforms. Um, I remember you coming to our first conference in uh, Washington, D.C. in yes, 2018. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, think we, we, I think we share something in terms of uh, our given names, I remember, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we do. <laughs> Which was the funniest thing of all, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
We both were given the same name. Yep. And um, also, I believe you probably participated in our conference. That, that was the conference in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in 2020, we had our convention. I believe you were there. So yes. So you and also right now you are a card carrying member. Yes, I am of the Pan African. I pay Relic dues. Movement. I pay so, dues monthly. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. I want to thank you, Asante Sana, for all of that, for that support, and for this platform. Yes, sir. Thank um, you. Yeah, the Pan African Federalist Movement um, overall is a movement that has one mission, and that's to bring the United African States into political existence. We've been saying in this decade, and most recently, our Secretary General uh, said within five years. So I'm taking him at his word. So. I'm saying about a year 2027, which is a good year. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you how old I'll be, but it'll be a zero. Okay. <laughs> I hear right. you. Well, congratulations. Well, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let, let's make sure we stay in good health to make that happen. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you. I look forward to being in Africa uh, in 2027 to see the first uh, president, raise up president of the United African States raise their hand and take the oath of office. And again, the sole mission of the Pan-African Fellows Movement is to bring the United States of Africa into political existence, the United African States. So what's, what's uh, happening? And that's a very important distinction in what's political happening? existence because we, when we say United African States, it's not just the 55 states on the continent, but it's the 15 uh, sovereign nations, African nations in the Caribbean. And it's um, the, 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 the the African people in Latin America, and of course, African people in North America, in the United States, we have close to 47 million, over 47 million people in the United States of America alone, over a million Africans in Canada. Uh, each of them will be recognized as an African nation with the same rights as any other African nation, uh, both at our um, first Pan-African Federalist Congress in December, but also more importantly, in the Constitution of the United African States, once it comes into political existence, we'll be given the same rights as, as any other organization, as any other nation state on the continent. But that's our primary mission. Uh, we have nine regions, and I'm the uh, coordinator for the North American region, which includes um, United States and Canada. The other nine regions, there's one for the Caribbean, there's one for Latin America, and then there's five on the continent of Africa itself, one for West Africa. We have something we call the Corridor of Victory, which includes uh, West Africa, uh, Central Africa, and East Africa. Each of those has a regional coordinating committee with, with African nations within those uh, regions as part of it in, in their national committees. But we also have one in South Africa, Northern Africa, and in Europe. So that makes a total of uh, nine regional coordinating committees. And these regional coordinating committees have underneath them national coordinating committees for each of the nations. Uh, if you don't have them already, that's the goal. So that means like underneath the West African um, uh, <clears throat> regional coordinating committee, there'd be a national committee in Ghana and Nigeria, uh, the Cameroons, uh, Mali, etc. So, um, and we're preparing right now for our, um, uh, the first Pan-African Federalist Congress in uh, December. Uh, we have a call uh, which calls for the first Pan-African Congress and it asks people if they w- agree to uh, certain basic points and if they agree, then they automatically can become a member of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. If they want to take the extra steps, such as you and 
Mama Nabantu and myself have done, they can become card-carrying members of the Pan-African Fellows Movement. But, <clears throat> but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, but anyway, we, we're preparing for that Congress. Uh, in preparation, most recently, uh, we've created a, um, but first, let me just give some credit to, 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 to the leadership of the Pan-African Fellows Movement in North America. I am, my name is Malima Kwasi Kwaja. I'm Sada. Uh, those are all African names coming from Akan Swahili, Malimo, Akan uh, uh, <clears throat> Kwasi, which is born on Sunday, which I was. Uh, my, my wife's native language, which is a Kakumba uh, Kwaja, which means one who by destiny is missed the birth of his grandfather and I died I was born exactly nine months after my grandfather passed mm. and finally I'm Sada which is the name I was given in his Wolof is the name I was given when I visited Senegal in 1994 uh, but also uh, my deputy chair is uh, Brother Cliff he's in Baltimore and of course um, we wouldn't be anything without our engine uh, which is the secretary general uh, Mama Nabantu in Atlanta everybody's familiar with her um and we have a strong uh committee in florida with uh sister ayoka um we have a strong committee in washington with brother daquan he's a phd student at, at howard university and we just appointed a um a new coordinator for the new york state coordinating committee uh sister aisha, aisha uh, who took the place of a uh, brother Jiwi, who unfortunately passed. Uh, passed recently. He was yeah. a strong brother. Yeah. So, um, and we're building a national coordinating committee in Canada. And we also now are building a national coordinating committee to deal with the United States. So there'll be two national coordinating committees. The, the coordinator for the national co uh, for the national coordinating committee in, um, in the United States. And this is fresh, brand new news, uh, as of this week is uh, none other than Brother Anki, who, you, who uh, you're familiar with. Oh, yes. And um, yes, Brother Anki. Yeah, both of you were, were yes. at that conference. Exactly. Uh, we he, in fact, here. he introduced me to you. Yes. And Brother Anki and I go back to student That's days. Right. Student activism. That's right. Well, Syracuse, yeah. wasn't it? Yep, Syracuse University was yep. student activist. That's how we yeah. got all this started. He went on to the Congress of African People. I went on to the Congress of Racial Equality, but we both were at the uh, – the, the National Black Political Convention in March of 1972. We both participated in the first African Liberation Day in 1972 also. And um, we're planning a, a, a grand march uh, during African Liberation Day uh, this year. It's set for the 25th, but I think Mama Nabantu and I are going to push the IPC to make it that Saturday because then right, you, you can have a lot of participation right. on the weekend rather than, than on the middle of the, the week. Uh, so we have an IPC meeting tomorrow. IPC is International Preparatory Committee, which oversees the uh, Pan-African Federalist Movement uh, globally. It oversees the, the, the nine regions are underneath that. This is the National Coordinating Committees are underneath the regions. Mm -hmm. So we have a meeting. We meet monthly, and we have a meeting tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we're going to – I know Mama Nabantu has been strongly for it, and I support it. We need, we need to push that date to the 27th so that we can get a wider participation uh, but it's going to be a grand march forward, be in the preliminary stages of planning for it. And the whole idea is that across the globe, the entire Pan-African Federalist Movement will be at the same time mm -hmm. uh, marching uh, on behalf of uh, African Liberation Day, African Day, which yeah. originally started with the uh, founding of the Organization of African Unity, March 25th, 1963. 
so it's 60 years now. And yeah. but we're also going to be promoting the next step of a, uh, of, of, of a, securing the sovereignty of the, the flag independence that these African countries have gained since 1957 with Ghana and Mandela ascending this, the first black president of South Africa in May of uh, 1994, that 37-year period, critical period in the 20th century. But we're going to be, but, but the Pan-African Federalist Movement is, is, we believe that the only way you could secure and protect that independence is by creating a united African states. And that United African States will have close to, uh, to 1.5 billion Africans. We would reemerge as a world power. Uh, I say reemerge because the last 500 years has been our idea. But uh, but we, for most of our history, Egypt, in ancient Egypt, Kemet, uh, Africa has been a world power. Mm-hmm. So we just we, this has been this last 500 years has been an aberration of a colonization, is forced migration, enslavement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not our natural history. So we're going to return to our natural history. But in order to do that, we need to be politically united. We need to have a government that could stand up to China, could stand up to uh, all of Europe, could even stand up to the United States. And in order to do that, we have to we, we, we need to have a united African states. China is picking off African countries piece by piece. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, it, but if you have a united government with 1.5 billion people in it, and by the way, there's going to be more Africans and African than there are Chinese in China by the middle of the century. That's so right. that, that that would give us a stronger position to be able to deal with this. And younger. So anyway, let me. And yeah, younger. Let me st- yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Africa, that's a very important point, Ocean. Mm-hmm. Africa is the uh, the youngest continent in the world. I think uh, I think 75 percent of the population is under 35, and which is which is very important in terms of um, bringing the United African States into political existence. Because the youth do not have a, a vested interest in the status quo, the existing leadership, for the most part, does have it. And Kwame Nkrumah ran up against this in 1963. Uh, Julius Nyerere talked about it on the 40th anniversary of Ghana's independence in 1997. When he talked about how um, uh, some lead, he overheard some leaders talking about they're going back to their country. At least they still heads the states because Kwame Nkrumah wanted to bring the United African. United States of Africa put the machinery to bring it into place. Then the, the OAU was the um, disappointment to him. Mm-hmm. And Neary in 1997 says that the Organization of African Unity was a dismal failure on the question of African unity, and that he challenged this generation uh, to, to pick up the mantle where his generation dropped it in terms of the question of unity. Say so we got flag independence, but we didn't get African unity, and that was an important step. He said Kwame Nkrumah said we needed to do it in a continental basis. Some of us said um, we could do it on a regional basis, such as myself, Julius Nairby talking, but he said, I was wrong and Kwame Nkrumah was right. Yes. Which is a, you know, a heck of a confess- confession. And he's talking from his generation. He's not talking from a boss who he's been a, a front runner seat. And he says, so the challenge of this generation is to pick up the mantle where we dropped it right. because without unity, there is no future for Africa. Similar to what you just said, uh, app, unity or perish. That's right. Let me stop there. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And well, th- the thing is this, is that uh, for those of us who are Pan-Africanists, who have been that for, you know, many, many years, and seeing and understanding that the hope and salvation for African people is a unified continent. It is not 54 so-called sovereign nations, which they are not, you know. Black independence. Yes. 
See, that, that's, that, that don't mean nothing. That's, that's symbolism without substance is what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and to me, when you look at, just as I read the Inya um, Sassim of, of Daily Revolutionary Thought, when it talked about how we have been manipulated and undermined and divided and all the attacks that are against us as African people that are going on still as we speak and the agent provocateurs that we have and all the, the Negroes and lost souls that we have. It is a, a, oh, a serious challenge for us to bring what we're talking about into existence where we as African people control our land, control our resources, you know, control our destiny. You know, each each uh, program, I end my program with this saying. We end this program like we end, like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon mm-hmm. in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. And this program, Absolutely. this program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. The manipulation Absolutely. is, I mean, it's, it's serious. Here we are, we would be the strongest people on this planet if we controlled our resources. If we were the ones to say, well, you want this? You pay fair market value price for this. You want that? We have that. If, if this is important for your technology, we have fair market value price for that. We don't want to take nobody's stuff, but we want to control what we have. That's the thing about right. Africans. Europeans coming out of a land that was land poor, resource poor, and people poor have a, has subjected this damn planet with the idea that they are superior. And that has been happening now for hundreds of years. And so this, the, the time is up. And, and the time Absolutely. is up for them and the time for us to begin to rise. And, and to me, the control of the continent is north, south, east, and west. Even in the North Africa, where all of the uh, Arabs have been for hundreds of years, either you are complying with what we're going to do as an African, a solidified African people, or your ass got to go too. You yes. know? Well, the, the population, the overwhelming majority of the population of Africa is, is a black African. Uh, the corridor of victory, West Africa, East Africa, and Southern, Southern Africa. That population alone is uh, over. I can't. I don't have the exact number, sure. but it's hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. Yeah, hundreds of millions. Yes. So if, if you compare it with the population in North Africa, um, it's not even close. Right. And we're not going to surrender North Africa because that has our ancient history. Exactly. Going back to the uh, going going back to ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, Maat, going back to um, Kemet, probably where Maat came from. By the way, you know Maat talks about not polluting the air and not all these stuff, sure. all this nonsense and, and devastation that the European has brought. The Ma'at was dealing with it back in ancient Egypt. Right. That's why I'm talking about the, re- the reemergence of Africa as a world power. Sure. Because we've been there before. But, um, but yes, you, you can't, <clears throat> the world, Africa could, could exist without the rest of the world, but the rest of the world can't exist without Africa. Exactly. exactly. And, 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 but the way to control, the only way, like China will pick off Zambia, pick off uh, Namibia, uh, 
Senegal. We play them once against each other. Uh, we need a united global African government. Garvey talked about it, establishing an African empire or black African political entity on which the sun shall never set. So we make that distinction in the Pan-African Fellows Movement. Uh, we, could, we go a step up above United States of Africa, uh, uh, or as Kwame Nkrumah said in, at the first uh, All-African People's Conference in 1958, uh, this is a decade of independence, independence now tomorrow, the United States of Africa. But we take it a step further and we talk about the United African States, again, because we include African people throughout the world. And indeed, we're talking about an African empire on which the sun shall never set. And we're going to play a critical role over here. And Kwame Nkrumah also understood the global aspect, because I mean, he said that, um, that uh, <clears throat> whether you believe, whether you live in North America, South America, or wherever, you're Africans and you belong to the African nation. So, so, so Kwame Nkrumah and Garvey both understood the global aspect of being an African people. So we're talking about a global African nation, mm -hmm. and we're talking about a, a federal order, um, and we're talking about uh, what Neri and, and, and uh, Kwame Nkrumah were alluding to is that the heads of states of Africa aren't going to easily surrender uh, instead of being presidents, becoming governors. But that is precisely what needs to happen. We need to have one president of Africa uh, and... <clears throat> And then we have, and in the 54 states, they would have governors. They would surrender portions of their sovereignty, specifically they have to. foreign affairs. Yes, they have to. Uh, yeah, they would surrender foreign affairs, defense, um, monetary affairs, so we could have a single African currency that would be the strongest in the world, backed up by the resources that we have on our continent. And uh, But the rest we could leave, let them continue to have some sovereignty in those areas, but they surrender those major sovereignty, and but we don't need to play any games and say like, like I'm still president of Ghana. That's that's confusing. You, you, governors, of, governors of the African states, whether they be in the Caribbean and whether they be in whether they be in Africa, and the pre, one single president of the global African nation, the United African States, and we want to do it in this decade. We want to do it by 2027. And the Pan-African Fellows Movement is going to do everything we can to make that happen. Well, it's a massive movement. It's a global movement. And we encourage everybody to get involved. That's a that's a serious movement because, and you're talking about something that is only four years away, and that's deep because we didn't get into this mess overnight, and we sure the hell ain't getting out of it overnight. But that is a huge first step, and believe me, if that could be done, if that could be realized, then it'll it'll begin to like just like dominoes, it'll begin to fall mm -hmm. very quickly. And as we prepare, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think the main thing is the continent, because there's no yeah. place there's no place on this planet that we can say as African people, this is ours. This mm -hmm. is ours. You know, we can't say that about the Caribbean. We can't say that about Brazil. We can't say that about other. But this is ours. And we don't Absolutely. need, and we don't need no damn United Nations or nobody, another entity to say otherwise. And we're taking back what is ours. There's no right. place, there's no place on this damn planet that we have gone and we claim it. There's no place like that. The only place mm -hmm. that we can happen is Africa. And the bottom line is, is that because how uh, over the number of millenniums, how we have been treated, how we have been depicted, you know, 
and, and, and we have maligned and abused everywhere we are, even uh, when a few things have uh, came about, like the, even the Ukraine situation. Coming to learn a number of Africans who were, who were in the Ukraine for education and how they were treated. Once the, once the attack came, you know, they, they can hardly get out. You know, they were relegated to the, you know, uh, we're going to we're going to send a, a plane later. And of course, uh, Ghana sent a plane, I think Nigeria, somebody, uh, Ethiopia, of course, has has planes that they could send to help get brothers and sisters out of that war torn area. But the point being mm-hmm. is that we are constantly being disrespected as a people. But yet we sit on everything that everybody wants. They want the resources of Africa. And so, therefore, there is a serious move to eliminate Africa, to eliminate Africans, to eliminate Africans, and to take Africa. Because the Indians are moving back in Africa in, in uh, Uganda. The Indians are coming, they're coming back into Uganda. And to me, we never went into Africa, excuse me, we never went into India claiming this to be ours. No. And so I'm saying with all sincerity and very heartfelt that we must do what you're talking about, Baba and Stada. We must do this. If, if it doesn't happen by 2027, but the progress and the ongoing efforts must constantly be made and more and more of us hopefully will gravitate to it, believe in it and work with it because this is what must happen for African people. If we're to be a well, people you know, again, go ahead. No, if, go ahead. If the world isn't waiting for us. If the world isn't waiting no. for us, and they have their plans, and they right. they encroaching. There's a second scramble for Africa. We don't yes. have. We we need to get our act together, or we, or we might not ever. It's Africa or unity or perish. That's right, and that becomes real. That's so. Right. The brother, uh, we, brother, I mean, listen, listen. Years ago, listen. Garvey wrote the poem "Hail the United States of Africa," and he and he challenged people in speech after speech, that it is for them to make the United States of Africa. Over 60 years ago, Kwame Nkrumah talked about the United States of Africa. We cannot afford to wait. I was hoping in my book, The New Pan-Africanism 2020, and in the paper I wrote, that came out in 2012, and in the paper that I presented to the All-African Students Union at Temple University in 1995, uh, entitled United Africa by 2020, The Synergy of Garvey, Malcolm, and Nkrumah, I was projecting and hoping that by 2020, we would have the United African States, that which, which would have been the 100th anniversary of the all African people of the, uh, the first African conference of the world. It was called by Garvey in August of 1920. 25,000 uh, delegates from over 40 countries in the world came together, created the red, black, and green flag, and elected the first provisional president of Africa in a democratic contest. I was hoping that by on that 100th anniversary, we would have a permanent uh, president of Africa. Um, that was not to be, but, a, but the Pan-African Fellows Movement, we need to have a deadline because the rest of the world isn't waiting for us. That's right. And it's our generation's challenge, as Neary said, to, to, to bring the vision of uh, Garvey and Nkrumah and others into political reality. And, uh, and we can't, if you, if you keep saying like the OA, the, the African Union that has a plan for 2063 when uh, uh, our Secretary General joked to me, uh, Brother Joe May one time, 
before we got into the Pan-African Fellows Movement, he said, that, I don't have faith in people who have a plan for it long after they're dead. Yeah. You know, we need, yeah. to, we need to talk about doing it. And we need to talk about doing it now wow. in this decade. And, 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 and if by chance, but I'm not going to surrender yet and by saying that, you know, but if by chance we haven't done it, of course, we got to keep moving. But we need to have a deadline of when we're going right. to do it, because we've been talking about this for over 100 years. Yeah. And, and again, the rest of the world is not waiting for us. They, it's, it's their design to have a sec, second scramble for Africa, to have an Indian section of Africa, a Chinese section, a European section of Africa. And we could go to the destiny of the four Native Americans where we'd have places named Ashanti and Zulu, but they're, but they're occupied by other people. Mm-hmm. You know, Africa has enough land to accommodate our growing population. One in four Africans between now and the end of the century are going to be born in sub-Saharan Africa. And it's projected if, if we if we protect ourselves that over I think close to one third of the, of the world would be sub-Saharan Africa by the end of the century. We need to be united, and then we automatically become a world power, or we will be divided, chopped up, and, and call it. And we and we have no again. It's an imperative that we act now on it on the deadline because the rest of the world is not waiting for us. No, the rest of the world is planning to take whatever. Just as you mentioned just a moment ago, their piece of Africa. The new scramble for Africa is definitely on. And the question becomes, what are we as Africans going to do? Our problem, of course, is that because we have been divided, we're all over. Many of uh, uh, Africans don't want to believe that they are Africans. They want to believe they're Americans. They want to believe they're Nicaraguans. They want to believe they're Brazilians. They want to believe they're, they're, they're Europeans. They don't want to be African. They don't want to be African. Mm-hmm because of the negative connotations that the European was able to put into the minds of the, not just, uh, I mean, this is, what the Europeans have done is global. European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege is a global phenomenon. It is global. And, and, and you see that everywhere. In fact, around the world, melanated people are, whatever country that you're in, they're relegated, they're marginalized, they're disrespected. Some are even killed. You know, melanated people, uh, they don't show them in those countries. Look at Brazil. There are more Africans in Brazil than any country except Nigeria. But you don't see them, but you don't see them on TV. They're not on commercials or nothing. You know, mm-hmm. in other parts in Southeast Asia, where there are deeply melanated people in Thailand and Vietnam, you don't see them. What looks most close mm-hmm. to Caucasian is what's most valued. There are there are, there are, there are some of us today in this country and other places who are happy to be high yellow, who are happy yep. who are happy to, to to have this hair and and these features. Because we've been yep. made to be so ashamed to being African. Yep. Well, I'm reminded of uh, uh, Sister Queen Mother Moore, Mom, Queen Mother Moore, um, who I knew in the in the uh, '60s, late '60s and early '70s, when I was in the um, when I was a Pan Africanist and a Nationalist with his uh, Director of Political Affairs of Core, and um, and also Malcolm X. Uh, Queen Mother Moore said, "If a cat." had kittens in the oven, they wouldn't be biscuits. Malcolm said um, two things. He said, if sitting at a dining table doesn't make you a diner, being here in America doesn't autom- doesn't make you an American. Um, Malcolm also said, and this speaks to the, the broader question that you were talking about, 
um, I, I can, I can, I tell you the way Malcolm said it, and then I tell you the way I we used to say it back in Lincoln Project, the Low Income City Housing Project. I grew up in Harlem, but Malcolm said uh, about the Chinese people. He said they, they used to say if you you don't stand a Chinaman's chance. But now that China's the world power, you don't hear people saying that. Right. I remember as a kid, as a kid you would say, um, Ching Chong Charlie sitting on the fence trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Mm. You don't hear people saying that anymore. No. no. Like that. So once Africa reemerges as a world power, 1.5 billion strong, the, the entire way you look at African people, not by ourselves and by the rest of the world, will change. Suddenly it will be a hip thing to have kinky hair and, and, and to have dark complexion. And suddenly, it, 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 and when um, issues affect black people, any place in the world will have to be dealt with by a, a sovereign uh, global African government. And it, it'll give us a new set of respectability, a new set of sense of who we are, and a new set, and, and, and it'll give us finally control of our destiny. One God, one aim, one destiny. That's I, all say, said. I say, well, listen, so, we're, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you some pointed questions, brother. You know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you some pointed yeah. questions about where we are. Yeah, I'm going to have this. to leave it around 1230, but that's enough time because I have to go to PT with my wife. Uh, okay. Uh, that's another story, but, but well, I, then I tell you what, I tell you what, then we'll skip the break. We'll go, we'll, we'll go through all the way to uh, 1230 since I, since I have you, you know, um, some of the questions that, that I wanted to ask is how close are we on the continent in terms, I know there's the AU, how many members of the AU are understanding what we are doing as a Pan-African Federalist Movement and are in support of that? How many heads of state of those so-called 54 sovereign nations understand what we are doing and are willing to participate in what we are doing? I don't, I would say um, not that many. Uh, it's hard to actually name some. I mean, there's a brother in South Africa who's who might end up being president who's, who, who, brother um, who talks about the yeah, who talks about yeah. the need for United African yeah. States and one president. But the critical thing is is is, is Diop. Uh he says that yeah. the undercurrent is it's the undercurrent that will of, of African people, when you get a critical mass that are committed to the principle of United African States, they will sweep away the uh, heads of states. Remember the heads of states have a vested interest in being heads of states, being a being a big fish in a small pond. That's what Kwame Nkrumah ran up against. That's what Neri warned us against. So it's going to—it has to be the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Ultimately, has to be a bottoms-up movement. That's why it's important to build local coordinating committees in uh, every major area uh, in the United States where there are African people. On every single city in Ghana, in, in Nigeria, Tanzania, there needs to be a local coordinating committee. They can mobilize the masses from the bottom up. In that way, the, uh, the the leadership that has a vested interest in being a big fish in a big in a small pond uh, it could be, as the op says, to be an undercurrent that will sweep away that the sterile political the p- 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 uh, politics of the top in the economic stagnancy, it, 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 or in the or in the words of um, Snick in the old days, move on over, we move on over you. Mm-hmm. But it has to come from the it has to come from the bottom up because because again I mean I give you an example the heads of states the the the, the, organ, the African Union the charter starts off by saying we the heads of states of Africa it's an organization of heads of states the, the Constitution of the United African States will say we the African people of the world it has to be the people right. are, are ultimately where the sovereignty belongs right 
and they're the ones and that see, have to this. And, so and I'm I, not depending on the heads of states of Africa. We, we're going to have to we, we have to move without them, and we have to mobilize our youth, and we have to have our local coordinating committees, and then they will eat. Being politicians, once 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 things once people are in the street, and there's an African Spring as opposed to an Arab Spring, and that can only take place again with the local coordinating committees mobilizing across and the see, globe. And, once that takes place, uh, everything else will fall in place. There'd be a critical mass to make it happen, and see, and what, suddenly it become a popular idea. And see, what happens is this: if that needs to happen, and it needs to happen soon, the heads, the so-called heads of state of these countries, are entrenched. They 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 have control of the military. They have control of the money. Anytime you have control of the military and the money, you are in charge. And of course, some of these places, some of these individuals, some of these men and, and their cohorts have made themselves rich, have made themselves rich and would not even remotely think about giving up this money train that they had created in these various countries Absolutely. at the expense of the people. There's no way in hell that Africa should be starving, that Africa should be, I mean, no way, no way. Even in drought-stricken areas, we got this brother named Moses West and the Moses West Foundation who can take the water, the moisture that's in the air and create water out of the atmospheric water-generating uh, process that he has. Proven. It's right now in Jackson, Mississippi giving water to brothers and sisters in Jackson, Mississippi. And if Africans come together and mass produce these, there's no way in hell because of climate change. There's Some of those places are drying up. Some of those rivers are drying up. Some of those lakes are drying up. But damn it, there's water in the air and using African technology. But some of these so-called leaders don't give a damn about that because they got their money train constantly coming in. And so to me, what needs to happen is that we all agree to this and each of those countries begin to say, yes, I understand that the only way for all of us, for all of us, not just one independent so-called sovereign nation, no, a sovereign African continent that is in control of its resources, that, that because the Africa could feed the world, there is no way in hell that we cannot feed the people on the continent and even actually feed the world. We have all the land that is necessary. We can manage that land so when there's migrations of animals, we can uh, chart that. So w there's a balance. Bring ma'at, bring sanity to the mm -hmm. continent, to the planet. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Yeah, the the continent of Africa has, a, I, I told you, but the population is growing. Uh, one in three, four, one in uh, three and four babies born between the end of the century is supposed to be sub-Saharan Africa. But there's enough land in Africa to accommodate our growing yes. population. Yes, yes. We, we have to be aware of people like like China, where they have, where they may be looking for living space. In, in Hitler's words. Listen, hey, listen, uh, listen, brother. They're talking about three hundred million. 300 million Chinese to be, to be relocated in Africa. Okay, but we, but, and again, we can't deal with that nation, it's 55 individual states, but 1.5 billion can deal with 300 million. And, tell, and, and also we, made, we, we could decide the, the amount that we want to have them come in, and we could deal directly with China in terms of, them, in terms of that. We have to be in control of our land. We have to be in control of our destiny. We have to be in control of our economics. We have to be in control of all of that. And, and we can't do that unless we have a united 
global African government that, that, that is able to manage the resources and renegotiate the debt, renegotiate everything with the, with the world. Everything yes. that's been yes. dumped upon us is, is, is Africa. We, we, once the United African States comes into a political existence, all of that can be renegotiated. And, 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 uh, it's, and to me, first things first is Africans coming together and making it happen. So there's a thing, just like, the China, just like China, another example using China. Well. But Mao Zedong, when he came in, he realized how fragmented, how uh, uh, undermined that the, the, the Chinese people were by Western, uh, you know, Britain, United States, and so forth. He kicked all of them out and kicked all any collaborators, kicked out all of that, put to death many people who did not understand what China was going to do. And, and, and then, bam, they built it. Now, understand this family, understand this family. China mm -hmm. has a ruling class that is not dealing with communism. They deal with capitalism. But yet, mm -hmm. but yet the vast majority of the people, and many of them are in serious abject poverty. I've had friends who have mm -hmm. worked in China. There are some people who are in serious. So damn that model in terms of implementation. But the idea to me is important to close off, come together, pull our resources and then present to the world who we are as a people. You want something from us? You pay fair market value. We are in control of everything we do. And no, we don't have poor people. We don't have destitute. We don't have areas that are undeveloped. No, because we are in control of our land and our people, and we work together. We're one African people. When you talk about the Pan-African states, that, that's just not territory. No, that's people. That's humanity coming together to mm -hmm. work together for the betterment of, of us all. Because that, that has always Absolutely. been, that has always been the African way. Yeah, but let, let, let me just say a couple of things on that. Uh, one, okay, <clears throat> we don't have to choose between communism or socialism or capitalism. We could, we, we, it's not an either-or proposition. There's, there's, there's other alternatives. It's not a two-dimensional world. And we have a history in, in Africa of, 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 of how we manage our economics. We could steal from, uh, Garvey said, great ideas, no, no, no nationality. We could steal good ideas and integrate them in, 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 in our, with our African values and create our own uh, systems of management and economic management. Um, also, think about this. Once you have a United African States, right now, the colonial trade patterns are based on the old colonial systems. For example, like you have to, China, Ghana will go through, uh, England to get something over to the Ivy Coast from uh, uh, has to go through France what? and they take our raw materials what? Uh, <laughs> and then industrialize them and sell them back to us. What we would want to do once we have a global African government is we would re re redirect those trade patents so that they're trading with directly within Africa themselves. We would redirect uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> It, 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 you, you wouldn't have to go through the European metropolitan centers to trade with, with each other. That's ridiculous. And we would manage our own process, our own processes, and and, and uh, take our own resources in developing in, into final products. So it's a whole different. The, the economic piece is, is is critical because we need to redirect the trade patterns in Africa so that they so that Africans are trading directly with Africans. We need to facilitate that process, and. Uh, 
And it's not in Europe's best interest to do that. Uh, I mean, the French African colonies are still using the, 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 the French franc, and they're going through all sorts of changes about that. We, we, need to, we, we need to redirect that. And the only way that can be done is on a continental basis. And that's what we must do because this is, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm, I'm fuming over here, you know, with this idea that we constantly have to deal with the European. And as they talk about us with such disgust and disdain, you know, and yet they continue to rip us off. They continue to undermine us and, 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 and take our resources and, and take our land and so forth. Europe would be a shithole country. Particularly France, <laughs> particularly France, particularly France. Europe is rich because Africa is poor, and not 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 poor the way I'm talking about it. But you understand what I'm saying? I do. I mean, if you t- if you take the African elements and African control out of Europe, Europe, they they they, they, they again, Afri- the world could cannot exist without Africa, but right. Africa could exist without the world. Exactly. We don't need nobody else. We have everything mm-hmm. that we have contained within ourselves. But yet, let me see if we want to get some callers so in here before you go. It. We got to manage it. We got to manage yeah. it on a, on a global and continental basis. Right. And we got and we got to take we got to take full sovereignty and full control so that we dictate to, to the rest of the world how they're going to deal with Africa. Right. Family, listen, if you want to uh, brother Imstada has to go very soon, but if you want to ask some questions or you have a com- uh, comment or concern, hit star twice. Hit star twice and you'll get in and or dial 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You can give a question to Brother Instada with the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Hit star twice, family. Now. Okay. Also, can I share my uh, sure. website? Sure. Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please uh, be at, encourage you to visit the Pan-African Federalist Movement in North America's website. It uh, has a number of links in it. It, it has it shows our executive committee, our local coordinating committee. It connects to the global website, and it ha- and it has a number of uh, papers and different things, uh, presentations that's been made. So I would encourage you to visit it. The website is uh, www.pafm-northamerica.org. WWWPAFM, that's Pan African Fellows Movement, PAFM dash North It's a brand new state of the art website. Uh, a brother um, from from Atlanta. Uh, <clears throat> oh boy, I, I, uh, Mama Devonto, help me with the name again. But it, but it, but it's a strong brother from uh, uh, out of Atlanta that put, that put together our website. And, uh, it's, and the model was copied by the global website now, the Pan-African Fellows. Hello. Hello, go ahead. Hello. Hello, Mama Nabatu. Go ahead. We can hear you. Yeah, I'm on my way. I can't hear you, but I feel like you're in the time. Oh, I think, I think we're catching her by, by mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Namdi. Namdi is the brother's name. Okay. We put together our website. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, it connects. It has a number of links on it. So I would encourage you to go visit our website. We also have a Facebook page, but, but the website, uh, again, is PAFM-NorthAmerica.org. Dot org. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we also have a, a, global, uh, a, a, phone, a dedicated phone number where you, could, where you could do WhatsApp. You could leave a message. You could text or you could, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's 
7798. That's a dedicated number for the Pan-African Fellows Movement in North America. So I would encourage you to visit those uh, things in, in text. Give me that, the website in text. Give me, that, give me that phone number again. Uh, 518-649-7798. And you could text that number. You, we could be on WhatsApp. You could, we, have, we have a WhatsApp uh, platform also, which you could, we can talk about also. And we have a Facebook page. But, but I think that's enough information for right now. So the website, that, the phone number, et cetera. What is that website again? P-A-F-M. www.pafm dash North America. North America dot org. Dot org. Okay. In other words, Pan-African Fellows Movement in North America. Right. Dot, dot org. org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I'm down with what you're talking about, of course. But there are so many of our people... I can give less than a rat's ass about so many of our people. Those who are down with this, whether we just begin to number ourselves in the thousands, maybe in the tens of thousands, maybe in the hundreds of thousands, maybe in a few million, understanding we have over a billion people. But once we show the strength, once we show the unity of what we're talking about and what we can do, more and more will join. I do believe that. Yes, there are so many of our people who are so inculcated, so whitewashed. It's <laughs> pathetic. It's, it's it is just pathetic. But well, I think that well, uh, you got, well, you have to give you have to give the the, the European a, 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 a hand because he's done a good job on us over the oh, last yeah. five hundred years. Yeah, and you also have to look at the mathematics. Also, uh, from sixteen nineteen to to uh, eighteen sixty five. Uh, 246 years, we were in, we were directly enslaved in America. Right. Uh, and th- that period won't be equal into 20, 2111. So for most of our existence in North America, in the United States, we've been in, we've been enslaved, and we still mm-hmm. feel the repercussions uh, mentally, both yes. uh, as, as African people and yes. Europeans, uh, in terms of their sense of superiority, that exists. But we're fighting it. There's always been people who fought it. There's, there's, there's a of course, Gabriel Prasa, Nat Turner, yeah. Malcolm see, X, Marcus Garvey, right? See, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, et cetera. There's see, so always been people who run up against it, but we're up against that history, and we're going to overcome it. See, that's why I say that we should never call ourselves slaves because we always resisted. A slave is somebody or something that submits its will to a master. We never submit it. We always well, we not, we, were never, we, we never were slaves. We were African people. We right. were enslaved. Right. No, we, we, were, we, were, we were captives. We were, forced, we were, we were captives. We were uh, kidnapped. You think we were kidnapped? Yes, and captives. Forced, migrated. Yes. Kidnapped, forced, migrated, and then enslaved. Yep. But we remained an African people. Right. We were never slaves. And that's why I hate some we of never, us. And we never surrendered our sovereignty, by the right. way. So that's why I hate that some of our people will call ourselves yeah, the slaves. But uh, we have a caller, 404-697-404. Sister, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great and blessed. And this is an awesome show. I want to thank our guest. We want to thank you, Baba Oshi. Thank you for allowing us to have this platform. And I'm so looking so forward to having it regularly, the first of every month. And our, our, our guest speaker, leader, uh, with working with PFM, it's been a great presentation, and I give thanks uh, uh, to you for presenting that. And I'm giving all support to PFM. I'm also a member myself, 
and um, we're just doing some some good work. We meet also on um, we have meetings in Atlanta, so it, it's, it's virtual, but we have them on Saturdays, and so maybe we'll, uh, our next one is 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 going to be this Saturday, and we'll maybe give can give all the information and details, um, you know, this sometime this week before that meeting. But it's doing some great revolutionary work, brother, and thank you for all the information and, uh, you know, uh, all, all that great work that you're doing. It's, it's, it's so much, and, and we are going to be um, successful in our victory, Pan-Africanism of Paris. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, sister. Asante Sana, sister. Yeah, there's a lot of strong work going on in Atlanta. Um, Mama DeBanto is doing an excellent job. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. She's, She's awesome. She's also the Secretary General of yeah. uh, the North American of the North American Pan African Fellows Movement. So eventually, we want to get some people in Atlanta who could who could relieve her of that, so that she could do, do a full time Secretary General. But she's done so much work. We want to make sure that that Atlanta group stays strong. Uh, yeah. That, so I'm no, telling you, don't rush out of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for everything uh, you're doing. No, Sante, Sante, to you. This this is really this is really something really great uh you know to have have this presentation and it's really wonderful we'll just keep working that's right victory is ours victory is ours you know we support and i was agreeing with everything you said today too (laughs) (laughs) i heard that we're gonna get there we're gonna get there oh yeah yeah victory is ours yes Mm -hmm. that africanism yep so okay, well, I know that you you have to go, Baba. Uh, uh, but let me see. I got, what time is it now? It's it's uh, twelve twenty-five. So you got okay, five I got minutes. Five yeah. more minutes, and then I got it. Yeah, we have a one o'clock appointment. <laughs> my wife goes PT. Sure, physical surgery. So uh, just give us a wrap up. You know, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what's happening. You know, and the encouragement that you're going to give us as brothers and sisters who understand this work that is being done and want to support this work that's being done. You know, um, I like the okay, idea. But again, Go ahead. Again, um, Brother Oshi, I want to thank you for everything you've done for the uplift of African people, the work you continue to do on this radio station. I want to thank you for being a dedicated member of the Pan-African Frillers Movement since we first met at the conference in Washington in 2018 in May. Uh, thank you for having me on the show earlier, a couple of years ago. And uh, thank you for being a card-carrying member of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. I would encourage people to follow your example and uh, sign the call. Go, you can go on the website. And again, it's pafm-northamerica.org. Uh, you, you could actually sign the call on the website and you could become a card-carrying member on the website now. Uh, so you, those are things. But I would encourage you uh, to follow your example. And again, uh, our sole mission of the Pan-African Federalist Movement is to bring the United African States into political existence. And once uh, the first president of the United African States, and that's going to be over 1.5 billion people, once the first president of the United African States puts up a hand and takes an oath of office, the mission of the Pan-African Federalist Movement will be achieved. So we will it, it, we will cease to exist because we would have achieved our mission. But the coalition of organizations that make up the Pan-African Federalist Movement, they will continue with their missions. 
organizations can become part of the coalition in, uh, in, in the Pan-African Federalist Movement without surrendering their own mission, but just agreeing and supporting us in the idea of bringing the United African States into political existence, uh, I'm saying by the year 2027. And uh, again, the organizations continue, but the Pan-African Federalist Movement has a very limited goal. It's going to have a tremendous global impact. We want to bring the United African States into existence. Once that's happened, the Pan-African Federalist Movement is like mission achieved, and, and then the rest is, 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 is for the, uh, the, the, the establishment of the government the, uh, and, and, and putting all the systems in place to secure our position as a world power and, and ensure that we could we have Kuji Chagalia, that we could take care of our own self-determination. So I would mm-hmm. encourage people to get to get in touch with Mama Nabantu, uh, go to the website, uh, become a part of this movement. It's a global movement. It's going to affect the destiny of African people wherever you may be on this earth. And again, Asante Sana, brother uh, Oshi, for everything you're doing and for, for having me on this show. And thank you for dedicating the uh, first Friday of every uh, month to the Pan-African Fellows Movement. And some of the people I, I would encourage you to have, of course, Mama Nabantu, but but uh, shortly um, you have the Sister Asha from New York, uh, Sister Ayoka, coordinated from Florida, and you also want to have uh, – <clears throat> The, the, the new coordinator for, 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 the, for the brand new National Coordinating Committee for the United States, Brother Anki. Uh, you need to have him on the show sometime. Oh, yeah, he's here in Atlanta, so, so, this so is just the beginning. Brother Anki. This is but just also the beginning. Too, you know, and, brother, I, and I'm trying to set the uh, groundwork, but, but it's going to be, but this first Friday of every month is going to be very exciting right. and encourage people to stay in. And thanks again for, for establishing this as a process. All right. All right, my brother. Peace to you. Peace to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sister Nabantu. Yes. All right, you still with us, so we'll continue the conversation. Yes. But uh, uh, Baba Mstada has to leave. He gave his parting words, so appreciate it. All right, Brother Mstada. Uh, uh, I want to our next meeting on February 11th, our local meeting. It's the second Saturday of every month for our local Metro PAFM uh, coordinating committee. When is that, brother? Brother Instada, when will there be a national meeting? Um, well, we <clears throat> we don't have a date for a national committee a meeting. Uh, we can talk about that more, but but we are going to be talking as we build the coalition at the at the national level. And, and brother Anki will talk to you more about that. Okay, uh, we're going to be establishing a, a constituent assembly, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be transferring the. Uh, the Pan-African, the coordinating committees into preparatory committees. And so the regional committee be transferred into a preparatory committee, all in preparation for our federal Congress, the first Pan-African Fellows Congress, whose dates have been set for December of uh, this year. It's the, it's the exact dates of the, um, of the first, uh, <clears throat> of the first all African people's conference in 1958, which is uh, December 9th through the 13th, but I think we're going to add some an additional week to it uh, for this first Pan-African Federalist Congress. And that's going to really set the machinery going uh, and begin to move toward a, a constitution, toward referendums in the African countries to bring the United African states into political existence. So that's set for December. But in between that, we're going to be having some uh, constituent assemblies and we're going to do, be doing some, some homework. we got a lot of groundwork to do. Sure and do. Mama Nabantu could talk more about that, and Brother Anki will talk more about that when he comes on. Okay, uh, but you know it's, it's a lot of work we got to do. But join us. All right, join my us. brother. 
Peace to you. Have a blessed weekend and a great day. Okay. Again, Santi Sana. And I do have to leave now. Okay. And thank you, Mama. All right. All right, Mama Nabantu. Right. Brother and Stutter. Oh, for the science project. Well, listen, you go yeah. do that. I'll finish the time in and I'll see you at the, uh, at the science fair. Okay. All right. All right. Peace. My sister, Mama Nabantu got to get to the science fair, man. She got to pick these kids up and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Family at the Greenbrier mall from 1 PM to 5 PM. 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. this afternoon, the uh, 15th annual science fair for um, African-centered schools. And it's a beautiful thing. Family, you know, uh, as we, these last few minutes, if you got any questions or comments, uh, you know, dial 215-490-9832 or hit, if you, there's got a lot of you in the queue, so hit star twice. Hit star, hit star twice, and if you want to have a question or a comment or a concern as it relates to what we are going to do to unify Africa, and you know, and and if the unification of Africa brings about some unification of Africans in the diaspora, which I believe and hope that it would, that is going to be beautiful and a great thing. But the bottom line is. I'm not working for the unification of Africans on the ground in Brazil, on the ground in the Caribbean, on the ground in Central America and other parts of of Latin America, anywhere else that Africans are. I'm working for Africa to be unified, has our home. So wherever you are, if you feel wherever you are, you, you, you can still speak African, be African, do African, then you do that wherever you are. But if you feel you're marginalized, you're disrespected, and you even sometimes feel endangered, come home. Bring your talents. Bring your African mind. Bring your ability to help us realize our existence as African people. Let's come home. Let us come home. So, this is the century family. It, you know, it's to me d- definitely ambitious to talk about something that that can be set in motion by uh, four years away from here on on the scale of what we're talking about. But damn it, I would pray that it would happen, and I would do any and everything to help make that happen. Cause I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this world. I'm sick of those who are in control of this world, Europeans particularly, and what they have done and what they have done to us and continue to do. You know, I've heard many things said about, of course, their numbers are dwindling. Of course, that's been happening for decades. That's not a a new issue, the fact that Europeans uh, aren't having children and, and their numbers are dwindling. Many of the Caucasians who understood and seen that tried to give warnings to that effect. Ben Wathenberg in his book, The Decline of the West, uh, Pat Buchanan, his ugly, ignorant ass. You know, so there's others who have talked about that. They have talked about that, but yet they still running it. 
in fact, what they do is they co-opt others. They make them vol- just like the Japan, just like Japan. They 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 voluntary uh, Caucasians because of the economics. Because of Japan's economics, and Japan has no resources, no resources. We have resources, but yet we also have ingenuity. We also have men and women who can bring things into existence, new types of things that will help humanity. Moses West, what he was able to do is in a long line of other brothers and sisters who have created things in spite of discrimination, racism, all those things that would hinder many other people, but because of who we are and our tenacity and our belief, we have done some tremendous things against some tremendous odds, and you know it. And we're going to do more. I know for many of our people, particularly here in America, because of the creature comforts that we that that you are afforded, and the fact there are a number of our people who are in comfortable positions that live in nice neighborhoods, like here in like here in Atlanta. You, if you listen to this program, you've heard me say this many times. Here in Atlanta, there there are many of us who live in cul-de-sacs, gated communities, subdivisions, beautiful places manicured lawns they're immaculate I'm quite sure inside the those homes are just beautifully decorated and so forth but yet we don't own nothing we don't run nothing even those people never understood to get together and say hey listen let's stop driving you know 40 minutes away and believe me they are they are they're driving 25, 40 minutes away to get to a place that they can buy uh, food and, and shop and so forth. Let us down this down the road about less than five minutes is a place, an area of land that we can purchase and build a mall where we can have a supermarket, where we can have a furniture store, a clothing store. A, a sit-down restaurant, a takeout restaurant. And I'm saying this and I'm thinking, I'm looking at it here in Atlanta. There was, when I first moved here eight years ago, I lived in the DeKalb County. I lived in Tucker. And I was going to a clinic near where the Indians, where a lot of their community is, they had a strip mall with a restaurant a takeout, a supermarket, clothing store, appliance store, you name it. And there were no empty stores in that. I don't know about today since after, I haven't been that way since uh, um, COVID. I don't know what kind of effect that has had. Maybe next time I'm over in that area, I'll just take a look. But we don't have a place like that. Even in Philadelphia, what um, Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan tried to do, that ain't happening. 
That ain't happening. We tried something like that in Milwaukee. That failed so miserably and so quick. It was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Even the liquor store failed. Damn. The motor lodge or hotel became a Salvation Army uh, 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 place for people who were um, needed shelter. The restaurant, the motor lines, the bowling alley, all of that failed. In fact, uh, in the 80s, the NACP had an office in there, and I was involved in it. <sighs> man, oh man, family. They have done a hell of a job on us. Such a great job that we don't recognize who did it and hold them son of a bitches accountable for doing it. Because the job they're dealing with is, is self-hatred. You hate yourself. You hate each other. You hate your skin. You hate your nose. You hate your lips. You hate your woman. We got 20 more minutes, family. And you know... I'm sitting over here like, <laughs> but every first Monday, it's going to be every first Friday of the month, uh, we'll have members of the Pan-African Federalist Movement on the program. We'll also um, encourage, consistently encourage you to become a member, to guide you to the uh, website, um, be more aware of activities that are going to happen you know, just like he said, uh, African Liberation Day. And I agree that to, to maximize participation, we know it's the 25th. And I, I'm in the, you know, as he was talking about, you know, moving it to the 27th because it's on a Thursday, the, uh, that, that Saturday is a good idea to, to get more people involved. But um, I'm also in agreement of, uh, uh, you know, like the 4th of, Ju the 4th of July. To Caucasians, the Fourth of July and Christmas, those things they they don't put that date on the weekend or the Monday. That date is what it is. And to me, May twenty fifth, African Liberation Day, should be that day, wherever date it falls on during the week that we stop whatever we doing. That is an important day, a very important day for African people. To, to come together to acknowledge it, to celebrate it, but more importantly, to make it happen, to bring African liberation into existence on the continent and anywhere else. We got a caller, 646-646, good afternoon. You know something, Brother Ocean? What's that, man? What's that, Brother Jay? Thanks. The Urugu, the cracker, the no good, filthy devil. Yeah. A lot of it at this point fall on us as a people because of our excessive need to be loved, appreciated, and wanted by this cracker that we don't understand that, as Adam Clayton Powell said, it's all in your hands. 
So as we continue to grow and develop until we change our mindset in regards to we want to be in control and empower of ourselves and F that devil and what that devil have, we just going to be in this same trick bag, bro. Well, the thing is I this, mean, though, it's Jay, just, Jay. It's just the reality. Jay, Jay, the thing is this. There will be some of us who will want to be in that trick bag. But the more of us who understand this is the direction that we must go, whether they understand that or not, to hell with them, we're moving in the direction of self-determination, self-sufficiency, sovereignty. And that's what you do. And that's what we're going to and do. And that's what you do. And that's I don't what we think, do. I don't think, personally, we need to keep on talking about those Negroes. No, I, I don't agree. even think we need to keep on talking about the souls. white man. It should they're be no more discussion about white folks. This, they're lost souls. And, mm-hmm. and you write about the, 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 the European because he's done what he's done. The question for us is, what are we going to do to eradicate that mindset of what he's done? That's the, that's, that's the real question for us. What are we going to do to get that self-doubt, that self-hatred out of our minds to come together to be African and to work towards African unity, to work towards African sovereignty? To help brothers and sisters on the continent, because the continent is even more messed up than we are. I just heard that the Pope had a million people in in the Congo at mass. A million people that are, we went out to hear the Pope in this damn day and age. And all the bull that he would deliver, and that what Christianity well, that has that delivered. That what, what, hey, hey, listen. What concern is that of mine that Negroes want to go hear some sky daddyism? I just keep on doing the work. Exactly. You know, and the reason why exactly. I did that, I, because the more and more I listen to Brother Peter Brown of the Ledge Group, I mean, I never see. Brother Peter get caught up in what Negroes are doing at the behest of white folks and all of that. Peter just keep on doing, doing what the he's work. doing. Exactly. And I think that's exactly. where we're making a mistake. We're not doing the work. And until we do the work, we're just going to keep on being in this sunken, sick place of trying to do things to make crackers happy. And <laughs> I mean, man, I, I don't care about it. You know what I mean? I Let white folks do what they do. Because they listen, Jay, they're going to do that. There is no appeal to Caucasians. They're going to do it. You know, but the question becomes, I want us to also understand that we got to lead these lost souls, these Negroes, to their devices as well. We must move on. We can't get everybody. But for those who understand, for those who seek, come on, let's move. Let's move in that direction. Let's build. Hey, Oshi, the reality is this, bruh. Lost-souled Negroes are supposed to be put to death. There's not supposed to be no type of negotiation with them. There's not supposed to be no type of discussion with them. They're just supposed to be put to death, man. Well, you know what? 
on the continent, that's that's what should happen. On the, we can't do that here <laughs> because they have legal rights to exist in this bullshit. And so, you know, we we explain to them, we show them, they don't gravitate to it, they don't don't they don't embrace it. See you. you, you know, let's continue to move on because if we don't exodus, the, Jay, there was yep. no exodus of Hebrews leaving Kemet after all that years of toil and labor and work to build monuments and temples and whatever that that the Ten Commandments or even the Bible says. That shit didn't happen. Scholars admitted that many years ago. It didn't happen. To be I, honest with you, O.C., I tell less if it did happen, to tell you the truth. Well, no, look, no, no, hold on, Jay, 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 hold on. What I'm saying is it didn't happen, but we must have an exodus. We, as African people, we exodus out of these places where we don't belong, where we're mistreated and we're denigrated and dogged out, and we go home. We go. We don't want to know goddamn where we're going home to build with our brothers and sisters. Because well, your ass better hurry up and get home before <laughs> the Chinese make it to where your black ass can go back home. Hey, none of the you Chinese. Know? I mean, you want I to mentioned, talk about? I mentioned, you want to talk about going home and all that? Hurry up and, and, and do what you guys do. Hey, so hey I mentioned not just the Chinese. I mentioned going home, but you also understand that the Indians are coming back. They're trying to reclaim Uganda, just like in the movie Mississippi Masala, when the, when when the Indian had romanticized about his hey, time. And all right, dear brother, peace to you, Jay. All right, peace. Have a good weekend, man. Yeah, yeah, the Indian dude, he, he reminisced. If you haven't seen the movie Mississippi Masala with Denzel Washington and Charles S. Dutton and so forth, I suggest that you do that. I suggest that you, you know, whatever, you know, you can, YouTube may have the movie, I don't know. Hulu, uh, um, stream, what streaming service you may have, I don't know. But uh, check that movie out, you know, check it out. He was a victim of being in India at the time that Idi Amin Dada took control and kicked their ass out. Yeah. I I, you know, in, in that movie, even, you're supposed to feel bad for him. You're supposed to feel bad for Indians getting kicked out of Uganda and let Ghana for the Ghanaians, for the Ugandans, you know, for the Ugandians. You're supposed to get supposed to feel bad and sad that he was able to have all that he had in India in, in, in Uganda that he his ass could not have in India. Hey, it's Brother Paul. Hey, Brother Paul, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Baba Ochi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I hope you heard the program with the Pan-African Federalist Movement. I did. I did, Baba Ochi. And, uh, you know, what a thought comes to mind. That's a massive task. Uh, yes, it to is. Achieve, um, 
you know, by 2027, I think he said. Yeah. That is an enormous, enormous, gigantic task, you know. But with, with, all could... his, with all his complications. But you know what? You know, words are very powerful. So, you know, many thoughts come to mind when he said that. But um, sometimes, uh, I think sometimes you just got to let it roll because the reality of it is um, human nature, well, I've certainly experienced it. When when tasks are that gigantic, or even when you've got to meet a big challenge, uh, you do get a sense of um, uh, like a like an overwhelming feeling. Right. And um, sometimes you start to speak things which uh, are non-progressive. In that you know you're just trying to balance it out, but uh, something. So sometimes I think you just got to leave it there and. Uh, just say that, yeah, we have a job to do, and we're That's doing right. it. We're doing it. You know, it, it's a big job. It's a it big is. job, but we're, we're, we are making our way. Right. Um, you know, and um, it's 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 something which, uh, you know, wow, it's a big task. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's but, overwhelming, and 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 the thought of that is very daunting. I understand that, but that 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 uh, uh, idea must be planted into the minds of, of willing Africans who understand that, that we must be an independent, sovereign people. You know? And, and, and so, because if we look at, and we're objective enough, and we look at the history of what has happened, look at the history of the European, look at the history of others, and our situation, and our captivity, and degradation, and humiliation, look at all of those things that we know that the only salvation, the only thing that we're supposed to do is to be who we are, you know, is to be Bob, African. Bob, and, and that's going to be, it's going to be tough. O yes. Bob Ochi, um, just based on what you've just said, it just um, reminded me of a thought I had while I was listening, yeah? Bob Ochi, one concern I have is that, um, you know, here, here in London, um, like, for instance, I'm part of a group, yeah? And it's an African group on the African continent. It's a very political group, yeah? You know what? As I'm speaking to you, I'm just, I just get a, I get these feelings. I, I just say, like, these thoughts. And I'm minded at this point not to say the name of the organization because they're, they're, they're active and they're, they're, um, they're in Nigeria mm -hmm. and they are uh, very active. And they are, um, I, I meet the members and I meet their, um, I, I see what's going on. And I'm telling you, man, you know, when you sit with these people, you know, I'm not, this is not me um, speculating or just because I'm a tourist, I've been to Africa and I've come back and I've, I'm reporting on the things. I sit with these people and I hear what's going on with them. And it's going to be very difficult to convince them through their experiences right now to, to, to be what you're asking them to be. Yeah, they do want to be sovereign. They want to be sovereign separate from... Um, for instance, what the Europeans have created, the place called Nigeria. And we have a problem with that. Most um, African-centered people have a problem because they don't understand why someone on the African continent would want to be separate from the um, conglomerate country called, like, from Nigeria. Most of us don't understand that until you sit with these people and you listen to what they're telling you and what they're experiencing. And sometimes what they're experiencing right now is shocking. 
And this is not someone telling you or you read in a book or you heard on the, on the news or on a paper. This is the people telling you and showing you pictures what's happened to them right now as, as just like yesterday. And, and it's a reality which we're not dealing with. Right. You know, we're not even talking about. And to me, sometimes when I listen, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, You know, I did listen to him and I just thought these people... And they're not the only ones. There's many of them right there on the African continent. Who, yes. You know what? No, we're I... gonna have a big. So, 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 you know, when I heard you said that, I just thought of this year. I said, you know what? This is what thought come to mind. The European man, that ain't really our problem. That's our, you know, this sounds crazy, and I know it sounds crazy as I'm saying it, but I really, the more I look at the evidence, I realize, you know what? The European ain't our problem. Our problem is among ourselves. I'm telling you, Baba Ochi, because right there on the African continent, some of the things I've seen go on as, 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 yeah, like yesterday, right? And this has been going, I've been part of this group for about two years, and I, I just see it constantly, constantly, right? And, and we don't even have these people on the radio. We don't even listen to them. But yet we have the idea that we're going to go and change what, they're not going to take it. They're not going to have it. I've spoken to, they're not going to have it. So unless we, start having communications with our people there live there the groups unless we because there are groups they don't even some of them don't even see each other the same they don't recognize each other as the same and they want to hold on to that identity so how are we going to work with that we're going to have to kill them too the bottom line is that we are all african people there are many of, of, of within african people other cultural groups the way they look the, uh, their customs and traditions, they must be respected. But in order for us to take our place in the vanguard and to do what is necessary for us as a people globally, we must recognize that we are one Africa. We are one Africa. You, The European don't give a damn about you being Wolof, Igbo, Ashanti, or none of that damn thing, being Nigerian, Cameroonian, or none of that shit. They... They they subjugate your ass and want to kill your ass because you African, and yeah, that's our see, problem. Yeah, but you see, Baba Ochi, that is what I'm saying. You see, this is what I'm saying. We're gonna have that. Some of us are gonna have that idea, but some of them are not gonna take it. And I, I don't want to. I want to let Baba, uh, uh, Brother Jace uh, know this. Yeah, Brother Jace says, uh, you know, we're gonna kill these people. Yeah, but what what you don't seem to realize, they're they're gonna fight. Yeah. We're not just going to be able to kill them like that. They're going to fight yeah. back. And let me let me let me give this to Baba Jay. Yeah, the whole world came against Afghanistan. The whole world, all the um, so-called um, advanced weaponry, helicopters, everything, and they couldn't beat them. They couldn't beat them. Okay, these men running around in sandals and rags on their feet, they overcome them. Right, so this talk about we're just going to go and kill them, they're going to fight. So we're all going to be fighting and killing off each other, for like just like in Afghanistan, for the next 20 years, killing each other. And at the end of it, nothing happens. We're all going to be dead. That's what's going to be the thing. So we need thinkers. We need proper thinkers, yes. not people who just run up their mouth, yes. talk about killing people when we go down the killing fields, because America's been killing people for how long? And where have we got? Yeah. All they do is go kill people, right, and then they take the money. Right, and then the, the ones at the top get the money, and then everybody else dies. All, and then, and then the same people who send their children under this um, 
under this idea that there's some soldier, right? They start crying at their graves. You see them crying on TV, oh, I didn't know he was going to die. What do you mean you didn't know he was going to die? What do you going to happen to him? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's not talk about no nonsense killing off people because we've seen what happens with in Vietnam, America, the top arm pit went to Vietnam. Did it win? No, it had to come out. Yeah. And these were people who were farmers, right? They didn't even have weapons. They fought them with their heart and they were prepared to die. So let's not talk about nonsense killing. Let's talk about some thinking and some strategy. I say. We're talking about sitting down on the continent and working with our brothers, sitting down and seeing what's happening on yes. the continent. Yes. I don't think most of us know what's going on on the continent. I really don't. I well, I'm sorry to be like this, but sometimes I sit there and think, are we, what are we talking about? We're we really not as tourists. We don't need to go there as tourists. We need to sit That's down right. among the political groups and, and, the, and, the, and the bottom line and the top line and see if we can find solutions because there's real problems down there, especially in Nigeria. There's real problems. All over, all over the continent, all throughout, not, not just even so-called sub-Saharan Africa, the African continent, period. Yes, in the Congo, in the Congo. Yes. Real killings going on on a daily basis. Yes. Killing, think about killing. They're killing each other on a daily basis. Yes. They're not frightened to die. They're not frightened to kill. And I personally don't just want to go down and die. You know what I mean? What am I going down there just to die for? Yeah. Does that make any sense? None. No. None. Uh, well, listen, so brother, I got about it. killing, man. Like I... as if we're the champion killers. We're not yeah. the champion killers. They are used to it. That's they right. got some real killers down there. I had one in my school who told me how how he was recruited in as a child soldier. And he told me some of the madness he had to encounter. How many people he had to kill. Yeah. It was, it was as a, I, I, even I got an elder who fought in the Biafran War. I've listened to him. Yes. How he fought in the jungle and people he killed. I don't want to yeah. really have that life now myself. Yeah? yeah. If I can avoid killing, I want to avoid it. Yeah, I talked to know? some. We, I talked to some cats we, when I went to uh, Cuba. When I went to Cuba many years ago and I talked to some cats that fought with Che Guevara going into Angola and so forth. And, and I'm going to tell you. But listen, I got to go. I, I got All a very right, important thing I got to do. Oh, I appreciate you, Brother Paul. Yes. I've been invited to um, talk on the Carl Nelson show on Monday from 7, yeah? Yes. And it's, it's, it's just to give uh, uh, our brothers and sisters in America a feel of how we're living in Britain. I'm going to run. Oh, man. I'll be listening. Living and how it affects us over here and just show some examples of how you're living over there and how this global plan of destruction is facing us all. Right on. I'll be listening. Seven, uh, uh, Carl Nelson's show at 7 a.m. from what, 7 to 10, correct? Uh, yeah, from 7 to yeah, 7. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be listening, my brother. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. No, have a blessed weekend. All right, brother Paul. All you family. Appreciate y'all. Brothers and sisters, I appreciate y'all holding on. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants. Think they can't do without and they sure the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful and safe weekend. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Abibi Fahodier. Abibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Family, we will be victorious. Be safe. Peace.